Today's daf is daf Yud Beis, page 12 in the Hilgim Zaches Kedushin, and we are on the very first wide line, about uh, 10, 11 lines from the top. We're up to Shitas Beis Hill. Beis Hill said that in order for marriage to take effect with kesef, with money, it has to be the value of a pruta. Now, yesterday we learned the approach of Beis Shammai that says it needs to be worth more than a pruta. You need at least a dinner, and we gave four mahalchim, four approaches as to where that is coming from. Now, Beisol says, listen, if the Torah says you can marry with kasef, you can marry with money, it means any sort of money, which is at least a pruta. So here we go. Beisol, I'm a pruta. Safar Beisif, the Memar, pruta, koldo. Beisif thought to say, okay, let's give me a minute. Rabbi Yehuda thought to say, uh, Rabbi Yehuda thought to say that a pruta means whatever is koldahu. Koldahu is whatever the uh, current value is. Now, what Rashi explains here is, over the course of time, there's inflation and deflation, and a pruta itself was the name of a coin. Call it a penny, call it a dime, call it a quarter. So he says, whatever a pruta is in your currency, sometimes a, a pruta could buy you a pickle, sometimes a pruta can uh, buy you a uh, a can of soda Sometimes a pickle uh, can't Get you those things Yeah, You're going to have to give A pruta can't give you those things Otherwise You need three prutas to purchase those things But he says whatever the, the value of a pruta is Doesn't matter If you give a pruta it so holds that you're married I'm going to buy it But we learned How much is a pruta worth Again there has to be some sort of value Given to this coin it has to give you the value of an eighth of an Italian Isser. Now, if it's an eighth of an Italian Isser, okay, so that's giving us a specific amount of what the Pruta needs to do for you despite inflation or deflation. So don't tell me a Pruta needs to be called a who. That's not true. A Pruta needs to at least give you this value of an eighth of an, eighth of an Isser Italki. And if you're going to say, this one referring to Nisri Talki, he's referring to the generation of Maisha Rabbeinu, Abel Hacha, but um, we'll call in uh, our mission when it comes to marriage, that Pisil is going to hold that the Apruta has to be at least something that people consider Chashuv monetarily. Was Mishayer, he estimated in his times already how much does a pruta need to be worth? So it wasn't specifically in the generation of Maisha Rabbeinu. This continued even in the times of the Gemara. When Rabbin came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, Rabbi Dustoy, Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Yishi, Rukama have a pruta. So you see very clearly that a pruta is. Not just there to tell us that in Maisha Rabbeinu is worth an eighth of an Isritaki, it's really here for all time. And therefore, going back to uh, the question is on the original statement. The original statement was Rabbi Yosef. So, Rabbi Yosef, the man, Rabbi thought to say that how much is a pruta, it doesn't matter. Says the Gemara, it's not true. You see, even in times of Gemara, it, it's uh, an eighth of, a, eighth of an Isritaki, the same as the times of Maisha Rabbeinu. So, what does Rabbi Yosef mean when he says it's called a who? Simply not true. Amalei Rabbi Yosef, Shabbos is going to respond to this question. If it's taka true, 
that a pruta needs to be valued at an eighth of an, of an Isri Talki. Hainu de Tanino, this is Pshat in the Mishnah, which says, Seve Chashoiv Kama Prutas Bishnei Islam Yoiser Me'alafim, Hashta Alpayim Lehaven Yoser Me'alpayim Karile. Says Rebbeisev as follows. He says, There's a Mishnah which states, Go and figure out how many Prutas you have in two Sela. Okay. Now, a Sela is worth a lot more than a Pruta. We're trying to figure out how many prutas is going to go into a cellar. Now, whatever that is, whatever value that is, why am I even trying to figure out how many prutas fit in to too slow? What's the nafkamina? So he says, I'm just letting you know. If, you're, if you want to look at a cellar and know how many prutas, there's going to be yaser me'alpayim. You're going to find at least 2,000 prutas inside of, of two cellar. Okay. Now... This is, it doesn't make a difference where it's going on. It, it's referring to, let's say, a specific fine that Tyra is obligating a person in, right? You need to pay 50 shekel if you, uh, if you uh, um, violate a girl, 30, 30 sella if your ox, um, if your ox uh, gores uh, in heaven. But be it as it may, he says, I just want you to know how many prutas are in the slum. Hashta alpayim layava. Now, if. If it's taka true that a pruta has to be at least an eighth of an Italian iser, an eighth of an iser italki, you will not find, says Rabbi Yosef, he says, I'm telling you, mark my words, you can go figure this out, you will not find 2,000 prutas inside of two sela. So what would the Mishnah mean, again, if it says, yes, let me just explain, let me pause for a minute, pause. I mean, let's say this the easiest way. We have a question on Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, it does not need to be an eighth of Italian, sir. We said, I, you see from over here that you do. So Rabbi Yosef's responding with his own question. And he says, I don't know what you're asking on me, but I'll ask a question back on you. There's a Mishnah which states, go out and see, there's going to be, Kama Prutas Bishneslam Yosef Alpan, you find more than 2,000. He says, if you're going to find more than 2,000 prutas in two sela, you are wrong. That's how he's answering the question. Not by answering the question, but by asking a question of his own. You want to tell me it's not worth an eighth of an Italian? It can't be, it needs to be worth at least that? It's not true. Because according to you that it's worth an eighth, an eighth of Italian, there's no way this other mission makes any sense. Because if it's an eighth of an Italian, you will not find, let alone 2,000, you're not going to find for sure more than 2,000. So obviously we're dealing with a pruta of koldahu. We're dealing with a pruta that's less than an eighth of an Italian eser. Doesn't mean literally 2,000. It means close to 2,000. And if it's close to 2,000, that, that taka is true even if it's an eighth of an eser italki. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 no. The math still won't work. If you make a pruta worth an eighth of an Italian iser, you don't mean pruta is going to come out in two sala. You're going to come out with 1,536 prutas. Don't say 1,536 is 2,000. To which Yabasif says, yeah, I will. Why? Laws of rounding. Since you have over 500, it's called almost 2,000. 
Meaning like this, 1,536 prutas inside of Tusela, you're allowed to express that as two, as, as Tusela. If the time is 1.56 p.m., you could say it's almost 2 o'clock. If the time is 1.52 p.m., you'd say it's 1.50 or it's 10 of 2. Less than 5 you round down, more than 5 you round up. Hence, the way the math works out, says Rabbi Yosef, for how many, if it's an eighth of Misery Talki, how many prutas do I have in Tusela? 1536. That does make sense to use the expression of Karayv Le Alpay. Okay. Gufa. A piece of a previously quoted statement. Kiyosar of Dimi Amar. When Dimi came to Bavel, he said, Shir of Shimei Vitari Kami, Pruta of Shimei established how much is a Pruta. Echmish, when Misri Talki, it's eighth of an Italian Isser. Vichiyosar Rabban Amar, Shir of Dustai, Rabbi Yanam, Vaishya Kami, Pruta, Echmishisha, Misri Talki. It's a sixth, even a higher value. Okay, a pruta is even, not only is it an eighth of an Esri Talki, it's even worth a sixth of an Esri Talki. Let's say that this machaikas of the value of a pruta is based on a machaikas tanoyim. Based on a machaikas of a previous generation. Did Tanya? Because we learned in Ebrisa. This pruta that we say is the eighth of an Italian iser, sheish ma'a kesef dinner. It's referring to a ma'a that is, that is a, a, a coin. So six silver coins in a dinner. Now notice again, we have to take our minds off our, our current currency. Take our minds off of that. And remember that currency used to be real value. Real value of, of silver. So if they had something which was a ma'a, the, the question was, how much silver did they put into the coins? She says, when we said the pruta, how much is a pruta? It, you should know, it's, it's the amount of, it's an eighth of an Italian iser, and the way this breaks down is, if you have, if you have enough silver in a ma'a coin, that if, when I take these coins, there's going to be six of them in a dinner. Ma'a shnei pundiyon. And then each ma'a, if you're going to break down each ma'a coin. Again, six ma'a in a dinner. Now each one of these ma'a coins are considered two pindian. So that means there's 12 pindian in a dinner. Following? 12 pindian in a dinner because two pindian for each ma'a. And six more in a dinner. So 12 pundin in a dinner. Pundiyan, each pundiyan is shnei isarim, is two isarim. So there's 24 iser in a dinner. Iser, shnei musmisen. So a musmas is 48 of a dinner. Musmas shnei kontrainkin. A musmar, each one is two kontrainkin. So, so uh, we deal with 96 in a dinner. It comes out if you put all that together. Again, an Iser, double it to a Musmus, double that to a contract, double that to a Prutus. So that comes out to be an eighth of an Italian Iser. Rav Shimon Gamil Eimer, Rav Shimon Ben Gamil says, The way that it breaks down, why it's not an eighth of an Italian Iser. 
Rather, it's a sixth of an Italian Esser. So his husband is like this. There's three hodras in a mo'a. Shnei hintzin lahadres. There's two hintzin in a hadres. Shnei shmonin lahanets. There's two shmonin in a hanets. Beis prutais. And there's two prutais. Le'eshamin. Two prutais inside of a shaman. Nimsa pruta echad b'shisha b'isri talgi. It's going to come out to be a sixth of an Italian iser. Okay? So it's, uh, the way this uh, breaks down is if one dinner is 24 isarim, you're going to end up with 144 inside of each dinner. So it's going to break down to one in six. He says, the machoita samirim, about whether a pruta is a sixth of an Italian iser or whether it's an eighth of an Italian iser is going to be dependent on this machoikas tanayim. Amar he says back, um, so lema say, demar omar katanikama. One holds like, Tanikama says an eighth of an iser or italki. Okay, so you hold like it's an eighth. For Ravan, I'm a kirshimigamil. Amar no. He says, Bain Didi, Bain the Ravan, I'll leave the Tanakama. Both of us hold like the Tanakama that the Cheshben of how big a Pruta is. I, according to our Cheshben of how big, a, how much silver you have, in, uh, how much silver you have in a Pruta coin, it's going to come out. Everybody should hold it's an eighth of an Italian nature. So what's with the sheet of a sixth? He explains, like Kasha. Ha de Iker Isure. It depends if there's inflation. So if there's. If there's a deflation, so an iser was worth more, so then we're going to say it's a, it's a sixth. And that's what we're going to say it is lower. When it has more value, so each iser is going to be valued at 24 dinner. And the other one is when there's lower value, and each, each um, uh, iser was valued at 32 Zuz or thirty-two dinner and memela when it's worth when there's we'll call it deflation even though it could be regular price but we'll just say when it could buy you more there's more buying power so then it's an it's an eighth of an esri talki when it's when it's uh, up in value so then it's worth a sixth of an iser ha italki so as far as the dinner's concerned as far as dinner's concerned it fits in it, it's the same amount of prutas in a dinner. The question is, what it gets you vis-a-vis, um, uh, what a pruta gets you vis-a-vis how many fit into a zuz. Yeah, go ahead. We're not, we're not interested in all the fluctuations in how many of the, uh, how many it is. The only thing we're interested in, in what the minimum value of what is Kona and makes and makes a Kenyan with the wife. Okay. That's not interesting. What do we care about all the mathematics of it? Because the mathematics to say is when it has the value of the uh, Italian uh, this. Beautiful. Period. Right. What do we need all this? Okay. Great, great, great question. So Rabiel's asking, just give me something that has monetary, monetary value. Now, the answer is that Basil says, it could be valued at a pruta, a pruta coin or the value of a, of a pruta coin. 
which even that, which we'll call a minimum amount of money, needs to be given stability. It has to be given stability in, in as much as what gives value to silver? What gives value to gold? Right, we've we're, we when can't. You're, when you're dealing, when you're dealing with those minimal amounts, when you're dealing with those minimal amounts, I mean minimal values, mm-hmm. low end values. I mean the fluctuations, fluctuations, they wipe it out in, in no time. Nachon, nachon. You can't really feel comfortable in, 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 the, in what's what. Great. This is why, this is why, this, this is why it's crucial that it's dependent on something bigger. Because some of us, when we were younger, a quarter could buy us certain things. And some of us, when we were younger, a quarter can't buy, can't buy any of that. So there has to be some sort of, st- of uh, um, constant that we can value ourselves, uh, that we can value ourselves with. In order for it to be, uh, in order for it to be chashuv, uh, okay. So if we just had to, to you know, that we're answer, the answer to your question is, an, an Italian iser was a constant in time. It was from the times of Maishu Rabbeinu to the times of the Gemara, and let's say you know the, the Chavot Chaim gives a mushal of uh, not to get into the whole thing now, but of the, this guy who moves to a land where schmaltz is mamish like diamonds. He goes to this land, he shows up with diamonds to buy things, everybody's like, diamonds? What's diamonds? Here we, here we use schmaltz for transactions. She so starts throwing away all the diamonds and he starts living for 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. He's mamish gathering all the schmaltz. Then he decides one day he's gonna go home. Go back to his family. See, mamish, he's so rich, he's got all the schmaltz. He takes boatloads full of schmaltz back to his house, and he shows up, and it smells, it's this, and they're all like, what, what'd you, uh, what, you know, what'd you gather over all the time you had out in that, uh, in that place? He says, look at all the schmaltz I have. And they say, you bismuth sugar, you out of your mind. What's schmaltz gonna do here? <laughs> schmaltz doesn't, we don't you transact in schmaltz, right? So the muscle of Chaim is when you come to Shemayim. Yeah, we're going to say, look, look how much, uh, look how big my bank account is. Look at uh, all the cars that I bought. Look at all my estates. Look at all my yachts. They're just going to laugh at us. They're going to say, really? <laughs> like, that, that schmaltz. Yeah, that, that's not, uh, no, no, that, that's not value over here. We don't, we don't need any, we don't need any of this. So that's the, that's the uh, Moshe the Chavaz Chaim gives to life and what's important to gather. Be it as it may, what gives anything value? What gives anything, even gold and silver, which true, it's even in Tanakh, gold and silver is a constant in what's considered chashav and value. The Torah says, the Mishkan, you donate copper, silver, gold, and there was chashivas given to it, and all the shlami amalech, and so on and so forth, and Nevi'im, it's all over the place. But what gives gold its value? What gives anything its value? That people are willing to deal with it. If you talk to live in a place where they only deal with shmaltz, it's going to be schmaltz. So the Isri Talki seems to be the constant. We're going to call that like what's been the U.S. dollar for the past hundred years. Where this was like always there. And the whole world is dealing with 
with this currency. Is it going to stay like that? Probably not. Um, but what the Gemara wants, your question here is, I, what's the difference? Like, no, just give me a minimal amount. The, the, Rabbi Yisif, and the Gemara is stressing over here, you can't just say a pruta, because a pruta, a penny a hundred years ago is not a penny today. So if, if, if Beis Hillel is giving an all-time number, an all-time name to what accomplishes in, in uh, marriage, what creates a marriage, it has, to, it has to be dependent on a constant. There's no way you can marry a woman nowadays with a penny. Nobody's going to agree to that. If you would have done this 70 years ago, there's a chance it would be a valid marriage. So when Rabbi Yehuda, when Basil says, a pruta, it still needs to be based on something that is a greater, broader constant than the pruta itself. And that's why the Gemara is struggling to find what this bottom line value, what, it's, what, it's, what this value can accomplish for me that will, we say, oh, it has this, it can accomplish Kedushin. But just having the name pruta is not enough. That's like saying a penny. No, it's not enough. That's not constant enough in, in value. Amar yeah. uh, Shmuel, Shmuel says, Kitchen bit tomorrow, if a man marries a woman with a date, okay, she says, he says here, I'll give you a date to be married. Afiloi midkor, tomorrow at dinner, even if a core of dates stands at the cost of a dinner, maybe dates have value. It's like schmaltz. Yeah, maybe it's valued in, in somewhere else where uh, it's, a, it's a rare entity. So if the date's not worth a pruta, how can it be a valid marriage? Just because somewhere else in Maldai, a date has value because it's a rare entity. Like Asha, what we mean is when something has a value wherever the marriage is of a pruta, avada, avada, it's going to be a valid condition. But here's what's interesting. Let's say I live in a place where I get married to somebody with something that is not worth a pruta here, but it's worth a pruta there. Right? You go to certain places. When we lived in Eretz Yisrael, a lot of the American products had a much higher value. They were sold for a lot more. Over here, it's worth less than a shavar pruta if I marry a woman here. But if she were to be in Eretz Yisrael, it's valid. I'm sorry, not valid. It would be, it would have the value of a pruta. That's going to be considered a kedushe suffolk. Okay? Hogavra, there was a fellow. He got married Three lines from the bottom of Rashi Rashi says Zavda is Aguda It's a tied together bundle Shel Mukin Okay, Shel Mukin So Mukin, I'm not sure exactly what it is It seems It's like it's, it's, It seems Mukin is uh Something that was used for comfort. That's all I was able to figure. Um, Yosef Ravsimi, but it seems like it didn't really have much, much value. Yosef Ravsimi Barchia Kamederav become Ayinba. So they were sitting to Ravsimi was sitting in front of Rav, and they were being Ma'ayin. They were looking into this, and they said, "He is Pashava Pruta in." Yeah, if you have, if this, this. Uh, 
this call it like a, maybe a small a small throw pillow i'm not sure it's got to be even less than that but if if this item is less than a sharputa then then um it, if it has the value of Shavarputa, you're married. If it doesn't have the value of Shavarputa, you're not married. If it doesn't have the value of Shavarputa, you're not married. I, but remember, here's the deal. Even though here it might not be worth a pruta, but I'm sure there's places in Africa, I'm sure there's places in third world countries, or in other places where it has high value. Chayshinon. Vamar Shmuel says we should be concerned. That it might be a valid marriage because it's worth a pruta somewhere else, like Kasha, You're right. Just depends whether we're giving it a definite val- uh, a marriage or a suffix marriage. There's another story, another fellow. He married a woman with a Avna de Kuchla. So this is a lot more clear what this is. Rashi says it was a blue marble, bluish marble. Yeah, Shayish Shachar, a deeper marble, similar to blue, Rashi says. Okay. Yosef, Rav Chista, become a shair lay. So Rav Chista was sitting and he was uh, being mashair. He was estimating over here. Because if it had the value of a pruta, it should be a kosher marriage. It shouldn't be a kosher marriage. Ah, he says, why are you examining this? Who cares? Either way, why are you examining what's worth in a pruta? Either way, we're going to be concerned that you're married because it might be worth a pruta somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? It might be worth a pruta. Says the Gemara, Rav Chista, like Rav Chista doesn't agree with Shmuel. And he says that a pruta is where you're at. A pruta is not, oh, maybe somewhere else, if she would be in a different location, it might be worth a pruta there. Rav Chista didn't hold to that. And therefore he was saying, over here, does it have the value of a pruta? If it does, you're married. If it doesn't, you're not married. Amr le'imei. The Amr le'imei. So the mother of the chassan said, the mother of the chassan said, "Vahu yayma dekidsha." You should know the day of the kedushin, the day of the marriage. Have a b'shava pruta. It had the value of a shava pruta. So what's happening over here is. Rav Chista is examining this blue marble stone. Is it valid of Pruta? He wants to know whether they're married. The Chassan's mother said, I'm just letting you know, even if you think that now it doesn't have the value of a Pruta, I know the day it was given, it did have the value of a Pruta. And now there's inflation, so it went down. But I know it's a valid marriage. Omar Law, so Rav Chista said to her, Lav kol keminach, you don't, uh, it, it's not up to you. That's what I mean. Lav kol keminach. It's not up to you, the osar law, to forbid her abasra on another guy. Meaning, you want to say she's married to your son? Very nice. However, by you saying she's married to your son, you're forbidding her on the rest of the world, and that I can't leave up to you. I can't rely on you for that. Uh, for that uh, statement. And I'll tell you why. Top of Amad Beis. Very interesting. Lav Hainu de Yehudis. Isn't it like the story of Yehudis? The Bisud Ravchia, who was the daughter of Ravchia. The Havi Latsar Leda. She had a, um, she had Tsar Leda. She was having, uh, she was having labor pains. She was having labor pains. Omrale. And 
she said to um, she said to her husband, she said to Rav Chia, Amr Aim, my mother said, that your father was Makabal Kedushin marriage Ki Zutras from somebody else. Okay? And therefore, said my mother said, she went to she went to labor pain, she said, My mother said that when you were younger, your father was Makabal uh, was Makabal Kedushin. And therefore, your husband is usher to you. Basically, she went through a whole labor and she says, you know what? We're not really married. She didn't want to go through this again. She said, my, father, my mother told me that my father married me off when I was a kid. So we're not really married. I have another husband. She's trying to wiggle out of, ever, of, of having more kids. It's not in your mother's ability to asser her on to asser her on me. Why not? She's an eid echad. She's a, she's a single witness. Yeah, and uh, an eid echad is not capable of breaking apart a uh, currently assumed chazaka of a strong marriage. And therefore, in the in the other story as well, when the mother of the man said, "Oh, you know, I know you want to estimate that maybe the blue stone does not have the value of a puta. You should know the day that they got married, they did have a puta. It's not within your power to asser." Uh, to answer this woman on every other man in the world. The Rabbanon said to Rav Chista, Amai, why is it taka true? By the case of the stone, it's not a kosher marriage. But what happens if you have witnesses in in um, the city of Idis? What if we have witnesses besides for the mother? In the town where they got married, stating that it did have the value of a puta. He says, He says, If there are witnesses, let them come tell us. But don't just tell me there are witnesses that it was worth a shava pruta. Yeah? If they want to come, tell us that, okay. Then we'll say it was a marriage. But unless I have a testimony about that, I'm not going to say it's a valid marriage. Lav Hanud Rabbi Hanina. Don't we have the previous psak of Rabbi Hanina? The Amar Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina said, "A deha b'tzad istan Let's say you have a woman who's kidnapped. So, in general, depending on why she's kidnapped, do we assume that the kidnappers um, uh, violated her? Okay, so. We said, if there's no witnesses and she comes and tells us that she's kidnapped and she wasn't violated, we could rely on her. Aye, but maybe there's witnesses over there and therefore we shouldn't rely on her that she wasn't violated. Maybe we should assume she 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 uh, is puzzle and she was violated because out there, wherever she was kidnapped, there were Yidden who saw it. But the bottom line is, she's not us. You know why? Because those witnesses didn't come to court. Even if there's Adim that are around, that exist. And we know there's Adam. It doesn't matter if they're not sitting in front of us. All we deal with is who's here. Right now, she's the one telling us she was kidnapped. We're just going to rely on her. Okay. Abai and Rav don't agree with Rav Chista. Rav Chista was the one who said, I don't care about what's going on out there. And witnesses and idis, doesn't matter. She is not married to husband number one. She's married to husband number two. But Abai and Rav don't agree. 
And they say, Im hikilu Just because we're lenient with a woman who's captured, the Menal Benavshe Gabi Shaboy, the reason why we could rely on her, even though there's, we know there's witnesses, the reason why we could be lenient is because a woman has the uh, ability to at least play a role in not being violated by making herself look physically ugly. But just because we could rely on that, Nekel Ba'ishasish, that does not allow us to be lenient by a case of an Ishasish. We do need to be concerned that it had the value of a pruta on that day. Okay. Now, let's pause for a moment. This is very interesting, and we're going to continue with this story. So let's take a quick overview of what's happening now. What happened was, there was a fellow that married a woman with this blue marble. Rav Chista Paskind, it didn't have the value of a pruta. Now, because of that psak, this woman went and married somebody else. She said, oh, okay, I'm not married to, to Ruvain. I'm going to go and marry Shimon. According to Rav Chista, she's fine. She's married to Shimon. But now here's the problem. Abai and Rav argued on Rav Chista, And they held that no, if there's witnesses out there that it had the value of a pruta, she's married to guy number one. So here we have a fascinating scenario where the, any children she has from Shimon, according to one psaac, are mamzerim. According to the other psaac, are not mamzerim. So now let's see what happens. Some of the, there were children from this family in Surah and the Rabbonon stayed away from them. Okay? They said, maybe these kids are Mamzerim, not because of Shmuel's reasoning, rather because they were concerned of Abai and Rava. Now Shmuel's reason why it should have been an original marriage is because maybe it was worth a, it's worth a pruta somewhere else. That, that, that wasn't their concern. Their concern is that there, there might have been witnesses that it had a value of a shavar pruta. And since there are witnesses, the Allah is that um, she's previously married. Okay. Hugava, there was a fellow, he married a woman with a hadas. In the in in um, in the city of the the also Bishuka, okay of also in the marketplace married a woman in the marketplace with a with a hadas. My, what is the Allah? Can you marry a woman with a hadas in the marketplace? He says, well, one second. Nagde Karav, first of all, we give a Malkus like Rav. It's considered inappropriate to marry a woman out in the marketplace. But Shrikha Gita Kishmu, but Lamaisa, they're married, and we need to be concerned of giving a get to Shmuel because maybe it's worth a fruit to somewhere else. The Rav Manged al Makanashuka, Rav would give Malkus somebody married a woman in the marketplace, while the Makanashu Bia, he also gave Malkus. Remember, we learned that if somebody marries with Bia, it's a, it's a valid marriage, but Rav said that it's an inappropriate thing to do. It's considered immoral to start, to be Makadesh Bibia, so you're high of Malkus. And also, when a man marries a woman without going through the proper steps of marriage, the al demavato gita, and also for we give malchus to a, a husband 
who sends a get, and as the get is being delivered, goes and nullifies the get, cancels it. Rav would give such a guy Malchus. Or if somebody's Maiser Haida Al Gita, meaning the the husband uh, starts to publicize that there's issues with the get, maybe he was forced into it, so on and so forth. Anybody who's Mitztair, anybody, Rashi says, if if a court sends a, a summoner to bring someone to Bezdin and the guy harasses him, hits him, and, hey, who are you? You, you know, uh, who are the rabbis to tell me? So he was Bechoyvim and Meiser in Malchus as well. And a person who is put into Cherim and doesn't do tshuva within 30 days. And on a chasen, a new couple who lives in his father-in-law's house. Okay? Rav said, and apparently in his time, it was considered inappropriate because the uh, mother-in-law and the son-in-law might be in an... Um, might uh, deal with each other in an inappropriate fashion. Okay, so we have a whole slew of things that Rav gave Malchus for, and included in these things was a case where uh, a guy married a woman in the marketplace, and we said such a guy is going to be high of is going to be high of Malchus. Now we say didoyer in if a son-in-law moves into his father-in-law's house, he's high of Malchus, but Chalif, just he's staying there for a little bit, then Loi. It's not a Zochi of Malchus. says, I, there was a, a Chassan who even walked through his father-in-law's house for Nagdir Jesus obligated him in Malchus. So you see, you can't go, you can't even go to your in-laws, says, over there, there was uh, already suspicion of his mother-in-law trying to be inappropriate with him, and therefore we told him stay away. He didn't stay away. He was ready mechuy of him in uh, in Malchus. Nardoi Amri in Nardoi they learned bekulu leimangid Rav. In all these cases, Rav didn't mamish give Malchus ella al demakadish shaduche. Unless a person marries a woman with bia without going through the proper stages of marriage first, even if a person went through shaduchim, went through the initial stages of marriage with this woman, um, he still would give Malchus on being Makadash Mishum Pritsusa. He felt that it's stamaza. Even if the Torah allows you to marry with Bia, it's not. Uh, it's not uh, proper. It's not proper uh, tzniyas. Okay. Now, Lamaisa, what you see from over here is that the reason how we got onto this is um, one of the cases we gave is somebody who marries a woman in the marketplace. All right. So uh, that that goes back to the story of the guy who. Married the woman with the hadas in the marketplace. We said we're chayshish; it's a valid marriage, but he still gets malchus because what he did was inappropriate. Another incident: Ahu Gavra. There was a fellow, the kaddish. He married a woman, but tzifsa the also. It was a tzifsa the also. Tzifsa is a mat made out of hadasim. Amrule, and she said to him. Uh, I'm sorry, they said to him. So I guess the edim said to him, v'halles b'shavapruta. Why are you marrying her with a man of Hadassim? This is, does not have the value of a Shavapruta. Amalu, and he said, Tiktush ba'arbazuze de Ispa. Oh. So you don't know what, what's special about this mat. What's special about this mat is that there are coins inside of it. There's Zuzim, there's coins inside of it. 
Shekalta ve'ishtika. And she took it with the money and she was quiet. So the question is, is it a valid marriage? She thought she's accepting a mat of Hadassim at the time that she took it. Didn't have the value of a Shavar Puta. But after she accepted it, the man states it has a Puta wrapped up inside. It's hiding. Surprise. So what's the Allah? Is it considered like she married with her full das, her full consent at the time that she took the mat? Omar Rav, Rav says, The problem over here is that she was quiet and accepted the money after, um, uh, and accepted the marriage after the money was already given. It's not a valid marriage. It's as if, it's as if, ready? A man gives $50 to a woman in the morning as a gift. That afternoon, he says to her, oh, by the way, the 50 bucks that I gave you in the morning, let's make that marriage money. And she's like, quiet. How is you're not married? It was later on where the das to the marriage came. You have to give her the money to, at the time to make the acquisition. And therefore over here as well, he handed her a mat. And at the time that he handed her the mat, it wasn't did not have the value of a pruta, and that's what her mind was on. Like, ah, you can't marry her. Now she's holding the mat already. Ah, you can't marry her. He says, no, nah, there's money inside. She keeps it and is quiet. So one opinion is nothing doing. You're not considered married. Because there's no proof that she agreed to the marriage. The only thing you saw was the handoff of a mat. Just because afterwards it came out that there's money. Doesn't create the marriage. Amar Rava. Rava says, how do I know this halacha? That if she gives, she seems to give off consent after the money is given, it doesn't help. Please take this money as a deposit. And later on, he says to her, uh, you know the money I gave you as a deposit? I want it to be marriage money. So, if he said this at the time the money was given over, then Mikudeshes. If it's later on, no. Now, what does this mean? If she wants, you're married, doesn't want, you're not married. What does that mean? She says, yeah, the original money you gave me will be marriage money. That's not possible. That's not possible. Tomorrow's Dav. Even she says, no, it shouldn't be a valid Kedushin. Why would it be a valid Kedushin? She says she doesn't want to be married. So what does it mean where she says, it doesn't mean, she, it can't mean she actually said yes, it can't mean she actually said no. No. So what's the case? See, here we go. Ready for this? Rather the case must be, again, she says I want. So in the morning he gave her money as a deposit. Lunchtime, he says, "Oh, that deposit money. Let it be marriage of let it be money marriage. Uh, marriage from uh, money for marriage." So, the case has to be rotasa is she says in loy rotasa means the ishtika mishtika. She's quiet because otherwise no chiddush. It's got to be she's quiet. So you see from over here when a man first gives money. 
and then later on tells her it's for marriage, and she's quiet, doesn't show anything. Now, what's interesting here is, what's interesting here is as follows. If he gives her money in the morning, and then at large time says, hey, let's get married with that money, and she says, yeah, let's do it, it seems it would be a valid marriage. Because her statement of yes is going to give her the ownership at that time, and it would be a valid marriage. But shtika, silence afterwards, See, I was at a wedding last night. The chassan says, That's why you should be Yisrael. She doesn't need to say anything. She just needs to stick out her finger and be macabre. Her silence is acceptance. We know what she wants. Her silence is acceptance. If, the, if it would have been previously given to her though, and then the husband says, I'm going to that I gave you in the morning, because that's my Shavi Yisrael, she wouldn't be able to stick out her finger and be Mekudashas. Their Shtika wouldn't tell us anything. She would mamish have to go in with a full out yes to take Bailus over this. Okay, we're going to hold it here for today. Bezshem, tomorrow night on Matzah Shabbos, we will pick up um, continuing on this topic of a, a man who marries a woman, and after the fact, after the money's handed over, she's quiet, um, Rava says, you're not Mekudeshes, uh, you, you need Mamish a, a full-fledged yes, we'll pick up from here, Bez Hashem, let's call it 9.30pm on Matzi Shabbos, have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.